When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 205. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Notebooking Pages. Did you know that notebooking is the most simple, engaging, and effective way to create lifelong learners without the fancy, complicated curriculum or dry, stuffy textbooks? So if you're just starting out and you're not quite sure what homeschool resources you should be using, or if you've been homeschooling for a while and you need to change things up and have a more simple approach, then you will love notebooking. And our friends at Notebooking Pages are offering 3,000 free pages for you to download and use in your homeschool. You can find them at 41more.com forward slash notebooking. Welcome to episode 205. You can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 205. Today, we're answering the question, how do I start homeschooling? I know a lot of people, especially in the last several years, have been really interested in homeschooling when, you know, if their kids were home with them during the 2020 school year in 2021, they were like, well, if they're just home doing school on the computer, maybe it's actually simpler if we just learn together and try homeschooling. And it's amazing how many families love the freedom, the flexibility, their kids did so much better. They got the sleep they needed. You don't have homework anymore. Like it's just a wonderful lifestyle it ends up being. And so if you're in that boat and you're like, I'm really intrigued, but how do I even start? This episode is going to be the 30,000 foot view with my advice as a seasoned homeschool mom. I've graduated two. This year, we're going to graduate our third. I'm only going to have two home with me anymore. And so I've been through this several times with several kids, and this is the advice I would give. So I also want to let you know that I have an amazing download for you in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 205, where it will make sense for you of the different kind of methods, methodologies, philosophies, strategies that you might hear in the homeschool world, people talk about classical education or Montessori or Charlotte Mason unit study approach. Like, and if all these terms kind of make your head hurt and you're like, I have no idea what they're talking about, then it'll give you a quick rundown of that. Plus give you some examples of companies that sell curriculum, you know, that is based on that method. So definitely check out that download in the show notes. So here's the answer to the question. How do I start homeschooling? I'm going to talk about it in two main categories. If you're feeling confident, I'm going to give you a a game plan because some of you are feeling confident and you're not as anxious about it and you feel like I can do this. Well, then I'm going to give you a game plan. And then there are some of you that I'm going to say, if you need to start quickly and you feel like you don't have time to wait till it's perfect, I'm going to give you a game plan. And then I want to encourage you at the end to focus on the tools of learning because no matter how we are, how we start or 
what curriculum we pick or what philosophy we think we're going to follow. I think for every one of us, if we focus on the tools of learning, that's going to give our kids the most success. So let me back up and let's talk about this. If you're feeling confident, do this. So I would say if you're feeling comfortable with purchasing curriculum and resources for your year, if you've, you know, been hanging out on some homeschool Facebook groups and pages and you've kind of seen what people are liking and recommending and you found a few things that you really like the look of, I would say go ahead and just jump in. But here is my advice while you do it as you're starting out. I would say stay simple your first year. Don't overwhelm yourself with tons of resources, tons of curriculum, tons of plans. Like keep it simple. You can always add things as you go. I would also say realize that you can change curriculum even midstream or mid-year if it's not working. And we actually covered that topic recently on episode 198, what to do even mid-year if your curriculum isn't working for you. So you might want to listen to that episode. But I would also say if you're starting out with homeschooling, please, for your sanity and to make it more enjoyable and to not try to replicate school at home, go ahead and group multiple kids together as much as possible. It really will help you out. You're, you won't feel as run ragged if you don't, you know, if you had three kids even say, and they each had five or six subjects a piece, all at their grade level, their own workbooks, their own stuff to do. You would feel crazy every day, making sure all those things get done and they won't like it. That just feels too schooly. Why do you have to do that? There's nothing that says that's the way kids learn best. That's just the way it's most efficient in a factory style school situation, which is what our traditional education system is. It's based on a factory approach. And so group multiple kids together. This is what we did with, especially when my four oldest were all young, we just did almost everything together. And it was the way I could do it. And it was enjoyable. It kept my sanity and it was very successful. So I would say group multiple kids together. Now, how are you going to do that? Well, I've done other episodes and stuff, but I'll, for short and sweet of it, you have to pick the right resources that are written for a homeschool family. Because if you pick something written for a traditional classroom, it's going to be hard to use it together. Um, you also want to, you know, you can do things like unit studies and our friends at unitstudy.com. If you go to four, one more.com forward slash unit study, you will find their weekly specials. And those are a great way to homeschool multiple kids together. Here's my other bit of advice. Don't try to replicate school at home. So even if you feel confident enough to jump in, don't do the whole, okay, we have to do math at nine and English at 10 and recess at 11. And you guys have to sit here and I'm going to be the teacher in front of the chalkboard. I've seen people set up their school rooms like that. And I don't mean to make fun, but if that works for you, it's wonderful. I find that most people, they set up, me included, when I started as a former teacher, maybe that was like the teacher in me, I set up like this beautiful little school room with antique school desks and we all were going to, you know, sit in our school desks and work. It's so silly. That's not the way kids naturally learn. And we gravitated toward the dining room table, kitchen table, never looked back. I mean, the school room thing, it might work for you, but don't try to be so structured that you're trying to replicate school at home. For most kids, it's not going to work too well. My advice is focus on delight-driven topics as much as possible, especially at the beginning. Do your kids love dinosaurs? Do they love reptiles? Do they love dogs? Like whatever they're into, go ahead and jump into that. And this will help them realize that homeschooling is all about a lifelong love of learning. It's not about checking the boxes, taking a test, filling out worksheets. 
And I guess I already did re- say this part, but I'll say it again. Try to pick open and go resources that don't come with a clunky teacher's manual. Because if you have a bunch of different subjects and you have to look at the teacher's manual every day and lesson plan, I mean, that's for the public school teacher. That's not for you. So that's going to be my bit of advice. Okay, a couple more things to mention. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So another bit of advice I would say is don't get overwhelmed thinking that you have to do all the things. You don't even have to use workbooks and written work very much. You can do hands-on and experiential and, and you know engage your kids in active learning. So don't ever feel like you have to make it look like public school and you can actually tailor the homeschooling to the way your kids learn best. So if you focus on creating an environment where curiosity and love of learning flourishes and if you also don't forget to read a ton, let your kids read, read to them, include lots of books and lots of reading. If you do all these things, I think you'll have a successful first year and then you'll be able to assess, okay, did, did it work for us? What needs to change? And you can, you know, tweak it from there. But one other little caveat, which I hope you already would realize is just make sure you're fulfilling the homeschool law wherever you live. Some places like, unfortunately, my state of Pennsylvania, there's a lot of requirements and families have to go through an evaluation process. So, you know, just double check. Some states are really hands-off and you guys have a lot more freedom than we do here, but just go ahead and make sure you are following your local homeschool laws. So those are the things I would give, I would say to you, if you're really confident and you're ready to jump in, go ahead and keep those ideas in mind that I mentioned, but go ahead and jump in because you won't know what needs to be fixed or changed or adjusted until you start homeschooling. So don't be afraid to start you really can do a great job. And we'll get to, at the end, we'll talk about the tools of learning, which is going to be another important aspect to keep in mind. But before we get there, let's talk about those of you who need to start quickly. So if you're wondering how to start homeschooling and you're one of the ones that's doing it quickly, meaning you haven't necessarily had time to process everything, do research, figure out what you're doing, you know, maybe you decided because of you know, whatever situation you need to pull your kids out, like right now, I want you to check out the last episode we did, which was, um, episode 204. We did talk about that specifically, but I'll just give you a quick rundown. Basically, if you're pulling your kids out, you need to de-school for a bit. We also did an episode on that, which I believe was 199. So if you're needing to pull your kids out quickly, don't jump into a school routine again. Even if it's homeschooling, don't jump into that school routine. Your kids need to de-school, which is to have a little bit of buffer time to get reacclimated to being at home, to be with you, do lots of reading, go on trips, do some hobbies, some fun stuff, let them play, let them um, do things that they enjoy and board games, things like that are wonderful, but take some time to have a little bit of a rest between that, that public school or traditional school situation. And then when you jump into homeschooling, so don't pick your curriculum right away and de-school for a bit. But once you need to start doing a little more school again, realize that you only 
really need to focus on reading, writing, and math. These are the tools of learning and these are the foundation. If you feel like, okay, I can't pick every subject right now and jump into doing six subjects a day, you don't have to focus on those foundations of reading, writing, and math. And definitely listen to last week's episode because we dived into this topic quite a bit. But go ahead and do things like visiting the library with your children, gather books that excite their curiosity, plan to study those topics in a natural way. What would you as an adult do if you were interested in learning a new skill? You would look for resources that are going to help you. Go ahead and do that. Grab a math scope and sequence. Start working through the areas where your child is weak. You don't even have to jump into you know algebra right away. You could say, hey, I know that you're a little weak in some of these other mathematical concepts. Let's go ahead and review them and get you really short up before we keep going. And if you want to, you can add in some other subjects as you're able, like with unit studies are a great way to add in multiple subjects within you know one easy topic, but don't feel like you have to. So if you're going to start quickly, definitely listen to last week's episode, but realize that you're basically focusing on the tools of learning. Now let's talk about that tools of learning topic, because that's going to apply to you, whether you're starting quickly or whether you've been researching for, since your kids were born and you're ready to jump into homeschooling. No matter who you are, when you're saying, how do I start homeschooling? You need to keep this in mind. And no matter which style of homeschooling you eventually settle into, your goal is going to be the same. I think most of us would say we want to raise independent lifelong learners. And so when you're realizing that you're going to focus on the tools of learning rather than cramming in a ton of information into your kid's head then you won't be stressed out about covering every detail on every subject because you will realize that your kids will never master it all, but they do need to know how to read well, how to express themselves in writing, and they do need to know the basics of math computation. Focus on these things, but enjoy the other areas of learning as well. But just don't think that you will ruin your kids if you don't do it all perfectly. So take that nature walk, go on that historical field trip, give your child the day to work on a passion project or a hobby that excites them. And most of all, enjoy this new venture together. Some days you're not going to like it and neither will them. That's just normal. And that's life. But remember why you chose to homeschool in the first place and get back on track one foot in front of the other one day at a time. You really can do this. And I'm cheering you on. Don't forget to grab your free notebooking pages at 41more.com forward slash notebooking because absolutely every age and style of homeschooling can really make great use of those pages. You can use them with any book, any curriculum, no curriculum. It doesn't matter. There are so many great pages over there. So download your free like she has 3000 pages for you over there. So make sure you grab them, head on over to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 205, where I will give you some more links and you can check out some more details about today's topic. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.